My message today is entitled, Silencing the Crowd. It is taken from the Gospel of Mark, chapter 5, beginning at verse 21. Now when Jesus had crossed over by boat to the other side, a great multitude gathered to him, and he was by the sea. And behold, one of the rulers of the synagogue came, Jairus by name. And when he saw him, he fell at his feet and begged him earnestly, saying, My little daughter lies at the point of death. Come and lay your hands on her, that she may be healed and she will live. When is it too late to come to Jesus? At what point does despair overtake hope? No matter what we are going through, we must have the faith to always come to Jesus, just like Jairus, who sees his own daughter dying and yet believes by faith that Jesus is the answer, regardless of the timing. Jairus believed that one touch of Jesus would bring healing. One touch would bring life. Do you believe that? Sure, it's easy to believe that when we are in church praising God and we are surrounded by faith-filled brothers and sisters in Christ. But what about when fear and tribulation come knocking at your door and you are faced with a massive challenge? Will you still believe that one touch from Jesus will bring healing and one touch will bring life? The truth is that we often stumble and fail to stand in faith at times. But that is exactly why God gives us grace. Grace completes us. It is more than our second chance. It is the only way that we can stay close to God. And while there are times when we end up relying heavily on grace, there are also times like Jairus when we have enough faith to humble ourselves and come to the feet of Jesus. Mark 5.24 So when Jesus went with him, and a great multitude followed him and thronged him. You see, there were people all around pushing and shoving and chattering. Surely there were many fighting to be next to Jesus. How do you think the multitude affected Jairus? Certainly Jesus couldn't move quickly through this crowd to get to his daughter who was dying. How do you respond when you feel that God is not moving fast enough for you or for your request? It's a natural feeling, one that tempts all of us one that we all need to face and settle within ourselves. Is it enough to know that Jesus is with us, or do we also need all our requests answered as well? Many times, while we are desperately waiting and pleading with God to answer our prayers, we forget that He is with us, that He lives inside of us. Is that enough? Let me ask you a question. If God never answered another prayer of yours, would the Holy Spirit living inside of you be enough? Now, you may never have to answer that question, but when you get to the place where Jesus is enough, you appreciate every single little thing He does because it is added to what you already have and what you already have is the greatest gift of all. With Jairus, not only, not only were there hundreds of people slowing down Jesus, but there continued to be pressing needs of others on the way to go see his daughter. 
Mark 5.25 Now a certain woman had a flow of blood for twelve years and had suffered many things from many physicians. She had spent all that she had and it was no better, but rather grew worse. Can you relate to this woman? She had an incurable and miserable condition for twelve years. Doctors had taken advantage of her by taking all her money but not helping her at all. She was depleted physically, emotionally, financially, and certainly had no trust of others. If that is not despair, I don't know what is. In what areas of your life is despair knocking at your door? In what areas does the enemy tempt you to believe that things will never get any better? When trust is broken between others and yourself, how much does it affect you from trusting Jesus that he can actually help you? Mark 5.27 When she heard about Jesus, she came behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. For she said, If only I may touch his clothes, I shall be made well. Now her answer had come near, but it still would take some effort to secure her healing. Not only would she have to push through the whole crowd just to get near to him, she would have to push through her own crowd of obstacles. She would have to silence a great many of voices that were working hard to keep her bound in despair. Maybe these voices are familiar to you as well. For starters, she had to silence the voice of pain throughout her body, as many often have to do on a daily basis. She also had to put out the voices of rejection and hopelessness, which had fought hard to be her constant companions. She had to silence the voices of doubt and mistrust, if she was even going to begin the journey to the Messiah. And what about the comments from the multitude who may have judged her? It was clear that she would have to have a whole lot of silencing to do just to get near Jesus. How is that possible when she had nothing left to exert? She was depleted. Where did this determination come from? Jesus. She heard about Jesus. She heard about the living word and it translated into just enough hope and faith that it enabled her to begin silencing her critics. She heard about the living word of God who had come near to her and she took it personally. When you take God's word personally, like he is speaking directly to you and coming directly to you, you obliterate the enemy and put yourself in a place to receive great things from God. It is more than just God so loved the world, but rather God so loved you personally. God's heart is that you take him personally. This woman had to shut the mouth also of shame that made her think that she misplaced her trust in all the doctors who took advantage of her and never helped. Often the strongest voice that we all need to silence is the voice of condemnation from inside of us. It is this voice that continually throws our past at us and all our failings and mistakes and shortcomings. The voice of shame is often the loudest of all and it hits every one of us. In fact, one of the worst things about this voice of shame is that it tries to convince you that you are worse than anyone else 
and you are not worthy to even approach God. I'm going to tell you right now that if you ever hear this message, this voice of condemnation, I want to tell you that you are in good company because we have all heard it several times. The woman in this story had to silence this voice as she pushed to get to Jesus on her hands and knees, which which also showed that she had to shut down the voice of tradition. Certainly she was tempted to think that most people come to Jesus in a more dignified way. And here she was on her hands and knees crawling through the dirty streets going through the crowd to get to Jesus. It does not matter how we come to Jesus. It only matters that we come. Some are excited. Some are depleted. Some are timid. Some are bold. Some come to Him during church services. Some come to Him in the quietness of their homes or in the middle of the woods or in the middle of traffic on a busy street corner or anywhere in life. Some have church experience and some have none. The only thing that matters is that we come believing that He is our answer and we are not ashamed to say this. Just like this woman, we need to get to the place where we say, I'm not going to worry about what others think or say or do. I want Jesus. Mark 5.29 Immediately the fountain of her blood was dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed of the affliction. Let me tell you, this woman touched Jesus with her faith before she ever touched Him with her hand. And because she led with faith, she received healing immediately. There are many times when we exercise faith, but it is not always what we lead with. Many times we try things in our own strength first, and then when we hit a dead end or a snag, then we step into faith. Unfortunately, many times for us, Faith does not enter the picture until it is needed or until something we desire becomes difficult. Many people believe that prayer and faith are not needed until there is a trial or a challenge that we can't manage. But we understand and we must understand this from the Bible. Hebrews 11.6 Without faith, it is impossible to please Him. You see, whether we are expecting the miraculous or just walking through a normal day, we have to lead with faith in all that we do. Mark 5, verse 30. And Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that power had gone out of him, turned around in the crowd and said, Who touched my clothes? You see, it wasn't a voice that got Jesus' attention, but rather a touch of faith. What lessons could we learn here? Even in our prayers or our praises, it's not the words of our praise, but the attitude of our heart in praise that touches Jesus and gets His attention. Faith brings us to Jesus. It should be our desire to come into His presence. That is what praise and worship is supposed to do, to usher us in to the presence of God. And if we stay in His presence by faith, we need to allow Him to direct our thoughts instead of our prayer lists. Which brings us to today's memory verse. Psalm 46.10 Be still and know that I am God. Do you want to know why many people do not know God today? Do you want to know why many people do not know Jesus as their only hope to any question that they have? 
Do you want to know why people are lost and do not know the power of God in their lives? It's because they are not taking time to be still and to listen to God speaking directly to their hearts. There's too much busyness, too much cell phones, too much social media, too much always having to do something. And yet God is clear through the Psalms. He says, through David, be still and know that I am God. We must take this to heart. True faith says, Jesus already knows what I need. My job is to be content in His presence and in His timing. Remember, in the story, Jairus was still in, the, in, God's, in Jesus' presence and he had a very pressing need. But even though Jesus stopped to help someone else, Jairus trusted that Jesus would still take care of him. Mark 5.31 But his disciples said to Jesus, You see the multitude thronging you and you say, Who touched me? In other words, people were bumping into him constantly. But there is something about this touch. There is something about this touch that caused power to be sent out even when his focus seemed to be elsewhere. What does this mean for us? It means that even when we don't feel that he is focused on our situation, situation we can still touch him through faith. People still touch Jesus today. They still persevere through despair. They still hold on to their faith despite continued, struggle, beside continued trials and struggles. Why? Because for them, Jesus is enough. He always will be. He is the answer to every problem that we have at any moment in time. We just have to trust Him and understand that He is always with us. He is enough. Mark 5.32 And Jesus looked around to see her who had done this thing. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell down before him and told him the whole truth. And Jesus said to her, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. You see, you don't need a sign from Jesus to know you're healed. You just need to have faith in Jesus to begin living like you are healed and to trust Him at His word. And His next words to this woman are just as powerful. After declaring that her faith made her well, He tells the woman to go in peace. This means to not question it or second guess it. To not overanalyze it or compare it to something else. If we have faith to ask for it, then we need faith to start walking in it. Mark 5.35 While Jesus was still speaking, some came from the ruler of the synagogue's house who said, Your daughter is dead. Why trouble the teacher any further? As soon as Jesus heard the word that was spoken, he said to the ruler of the synagogue, Do not be afraid. Only believe. You see, before Jairus ever had an opportunity to react, Jesus interceded. He rebuked fear and doubt. This was the beginning of Jesus silencing the voices that surrounded Jairus. Why did Jesus have to silence the voices for Jairus? It was because he was teaching him about faith. Certainly there would be other challenges that Jairus would face in the future. He would need to know that fear and doubt need to be silenced immediately to allow faith the opportunity to secure a blessing. Mark 5.37 
And Jesus permitted no one to follow him except Peter, James, and John, the brother of James. You see, here we see that Jesus cuts off the crowd as he silences any voices that will get in the way of faith. Now, these events are also recorded in the Gospel of Matthew where we see a little more detail in parts. Matthew 9.23 Jesus came into the ruler's house and saw the flute players and the noisy crowd wailing. Do you ever realize that people are often quicker to accept the worst possible outcome rather than hope for healing? It's something within human nature that aggressively works against hope. Discouragement advances quickly and takes down many before they even get a chance to fight. Matthew 9.24 Jesus said to them, Make room, for the girl is not dead, but sleeping. And they ridiculed him. Let me ask a question. Why is it that Jesus needed to make room here, but the woman with the issue of blood was healed in the middle of a multitude of people thronging Jesus? Well, it's because these voices had already bought into doubt and judgment. They had made up their mind and now they were influencing others to join them in their contagious sorrow. Jesus had to silence the mourners, the flute players, the ones whose sole purpose was to draw attention to the death instead of the life. Do you know that in ancient times that women were actually paid to come and mourn for the loss of others? And you think you have drama in your families. Jesus here had to silence the drama. It's what he calls us to do as well if we're going to stand in faith and come against the voice of despair. Mark 5 verse 40, And they ridiculed him. But when he had put them all outside, he took the father and the mother of the child and those who were with him and entered where the child was laying. Jesus put them all outside. Unless you are bold enough to silence the crowd of negativity around you and the crowd of doubt within you, you will always fall short of the healing hand of God. Are you willing to set up and maintain whatever boundaries are necessary to keep you on a path solely directed towards Jesus? Mark 5.41 Then Jesus took the child by the hand and said to her, Talitha Kumi, which is translated, Little girl, I say to you, arise. It was the voice of Jesus that resurrected this life. It is the voice of Jesus that resurrects your life and causes you to arise. The only way to silence all the voices around you and within you is to spend time listening to the voice of God speaking directly to your heart, your soul, your mind, your spirit. Get into His Word and stay there for a while. Read the Gospels, the Psalms, and the stories of faith. Then pause and reflect on what they mean individually to you. Take it personal. Ask God through prayer to show you what it means to you, to your particular situation, to wherever you are in life. Regardless of which version of the Bible you have, God will speak to you in the language that you understand best. He made you. He created you. He knows how you understand best. You just have to ask Him to speak to you. But take the time to fill your mind and your heart with His Word. And then you too will be able to silence the voices around you. Mark 5, 42 and 43 Immediately the girl arose and walked. 
for she was twelve years of age. And they were overcome with great amazement. But he commanded them strictly that no one should know it and said that something should be given to her to eat. Why should no one know it? Well, it's because doubters would continue to destroy what faith had built. It's so important to surround ourselves with like-minded believers who encourage us to give thanks to God for anything and everything that we have gained. Like-minded believers who encourage us to continue to stand in faith even though it may look or feel like things have changed. Like-minded believers who stand with us to silence the voices around us and within us so we can hear the pure and powerful voice of God speaking into our storms of life. For it is the voice of God which speaks life into darkness, which breaks the chains of bondage, which sets the captives free, which redeems us from our past and calls us to live in freedom through Jesus Christ. Amen.